Yeah. Yeah. It's the five tool podcast. That's right. It's the five tool podcast. Kicking it with you at the end of days here. I'm Pi Day. Black Josh, you good? I'm good. Killer Kyle, you good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Seamus? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hey, it. That's <laughs> all right. Silas is good. That was Seamus screaming in the background. He's he's a little wasted right now. Paul Sipe is joining us. One of our favorite people here with the Five Tool Podcast. He runs the uh, Five Tool Podcast fan page on Facebook. We're very thankful and happy that he does that for us. He's a huge help. We love him here. Paul Sipe, you good? I'm not as good as Killer Kyle. He's got a cougar at his way. I wish I was hanging with a cougar. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that cougar sounds pretty vicious, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle likes the older ladies for sure. But th- that's I'm right. Done with the cat. What? I'm done with the cat. All right, that's fine. That's fine. You got to put it down every now and then. Um, yeah, we are back with the Five Tool Podcast. It's Pi Day, and with that, I will go around. We'll start. We'll start the discussion real quick, and I'm going to start with you, Paul Sipe, since you're the guest. What is your favorite kind of pie? I got to go with peanut butter cream pie, man. That is just awesome. You put some whipped cream on that bad boy, you eat one piece, and you're like, that was a 1,000 calories. I can't help but have another one. That's my favorite pie for sure. And then I got to go cougar pie with Killer Kyle, my man, <laughs> on the left here. All right. Good good choices. Excellent description. Killer Kyle, your favorite kind of pie. Hey, first of all, I can't hear Paul talk. What? I can't hear him talk. Like, when you ask him the question... It just went dead, dead air for me. That's weird because we can hear him just fine. Yeah. I swear, I swear. I... It's a bummer. I like hearing Paul's voice. Favorite type of pie? Well, we might have to start over then. Oh, we No, we can't. <laughs> okay. We can't because I'm not making the cat do all that again. My favorite pie is pussy, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair fair answer. Yeah, Paul went with a banana. I mean, no, not banana cream. Peanut butter cup cream pie. Right. Okay. I think it was just yeah. Peanut, followed was, by cougar. Followed pie. by cougar so pie. I think I'm right on there with Killer Kyle on that one. That is some good pie. I think we can all agree that that is good pie. Yeah, fur pie is my favorite pie. Yeah, agreed. But I also like a good banana cream pie, or a Boston anything cream with cream pie. is good for you. I do like cream. I'm a big cream fan. Black Josh, you going to go with pussy or what? Yeah, that's number one. But So if I had to go non-fur pies, I like this. I used to get this blackberry pie from this place somewhere out somewhere. I don't know who. But All right. When I went camping, my dad, uh, he knew this lady, and that's what she did at this, at this bakery was bake pies, and she used to bring them over, and it was a blackberry pie, and it was the best fucking thing I've ever had in my life. I like blackberry pie. It was good as fuck. I like all... All berry pies. 
The only pies I don't really like are like chocolatey pies. I'm not a big fan of the peanut butter pies, honestly. I like real peanut butter. I don't like, you know, peanut butter think, drizzles. I can't say I've ever had a peanut butter pie. Yeah. Or a peanut butter cream pie. Pumpkin pie is my favorite food pie. Oh, the pecan pie is a, is a legend, too. That's pretty good. I love me some pecan. Any any of those holiday pies are the truth. It's pronounced pecan. It's pecan. Yeah. Or pecan. In this context, it's pecan. Well, pe- First of all, guys, sure. it's not it's not peanut butter pie. So, so it's peanut butter cream pie. pie, and it has chocolate on it and whipped cream. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. See, I don't like chocolate. I know I'm in the minority here. You're definitely in the minority. But I do not like chocolate. Huh? Huh? I don't like chocolate, Silas. See, even he's confused. Hey, do you like chocolate? Yeah. Say chocolate. Kid, kid just had a big bowl of chocolate ice cream. Good. Good. Get them all riled up before showtime. That's how we do it here at the Five Tool Podcast. All right. So we kind of got a lot to get to here today on Pi Day. There's a lot going on and also not a lot going on in the world of sports. There's a lot going on because there's not a lot going on in the world of sports. And that's because of, of course, the COVID-19 virus, also known as the coronavirus, that has been, I guess you could say, sweeping the nation, at least to the point where it's causing mass shutdowns of any event gatherings of over, I mean, anywhere from 150 to 500 people. It's affected schools. I know schools in Wisconsin here are shut down for the next four weeks. That includes colleges, K through 12. All that kind of stuff, and around the nation, there. Uh, I mean, the president has declared it a state of emergency as of yesterday, around I believe two p.m. Um, and it has affected all sports. So, I mean, we're on day three right now of no sports, other than the MMA just finished their event for the day. I think it was UFC Fight Night uh, live from Brazil. There was no fans in attendance at the event. And that's really all we got. I, like, I don't think there's anything else going on. There's a lot of reruns, a lot of replays of stuff going on, on, on in terms of sports. But I guess we'll start with that. I kind of want to go around the room and, and get everyone's thoughts as to, like, what, what, what's life right now on day three without sports? We'll start with you, Paul. What is life like for you? How has it changed in our third day without sports? Well, you know, I haven't changed anything. I'm going out. I'm doing my thing. Uh, we went to oh, the movie theater. Um, we headed down to the uh, movie tavern in Brookfield, which was sweet. Very not crowded, which was cool. You could get whatever you wanted when you wanted. Then we went up to uh, St. Paul's Fish Shop, which was bizarre because normally it's packed to the gills and you can't even – the waitresses can't even get through the place. And it was about half full, so it was it was kind of weird, but – I'm like, you know what? I'm going to support the economy. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get my oysters. I'm going to have my beverages and have a good time. And then we stopped on the way on the distillery. Same, Actually, distilleries is crazy. Irish fuckers are still out there partying. So that was pretty crowded. <laughs> so uh, that was a good time. But, I mean, yeah, there's no sports on. Actually, they had MMA on, on the screens in the different clubs. But, um, yeah, people are just – it's weird, man. You know, you, you my wife went to the grocery store and said, like, the meat is out, right? So you got like bacon and stuff, but there's no ground beef. There's no chicken. Like people are just going off their rockers. I don't know what's up. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah, I, I just want to give everyone a disclaimer. Paul, Polly here, he eats like a king. This guy has a great palate for food. I love he He posts food from all over the world. This guy travels more than most people I know, and he's always eating a delectable meal. 
Getting those oysters today must have been sweet. I, I, I'm a big seafood junkie myself. But yeah, meat, it seems like here in West Bend, it hasn't really affected the restaurant industry. I know where my girlfriend works downtown West Bend, they've still been busy every night. They haven't had any issues. But to your point about the shopping and how your how Sherry went out, um, well, me and Black Josh, we were, we were at Walmart just a little while ago. There was no toilet paper. There was no chicken. We managed to get a bunch of toilet paper because they were unwrapping a skid while we were there. We just so and, happened to get lucky. And the people were just flocking. People were running down the aisles to go grab these grab toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. It it was just kind of goofy and yeah. The cereal cereal aisle was almost empty. The Clorox aisle was empty. Uh, laundry detergent was almost empty. Yeah. Um, toilet paper was completely oh. empty, other than the pallet they had in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems Water like water was gone, completely gone. Yeah, it seems like it must have had been a while since they had any toilet paper because yeah, because the second it was open and like people were flocking over there, so we were lucky enough to get some ourselves. I was literally down to one roll at the house, so I needed it regardless. And the girlfriend would have been mad if I didn't come up with it today, some one way or another. Um, being being eight months pregnant at this point, but um, yeah, in terms of sports, like the first couple days didn't <coughs> bother me really i mean but now it's like i literally woke up today and i was like or i got off work today and i and i was like man i want to go over to josh's and watch some baseball it was like my first instinct and there and i had to remind myself that there is no sports to go and sit and watch and it my my life isn't very much affected by it i'm a busy guy as it is i usually watch sports on the go on my phone for the most part but but it's kind of sad i there's not a basketball game. There's not a baseball game. There's no even fucking XFL football. There's not nothing to watch. They're gonna get canceled anyway. So yeah, they're done. We're just we're just getting used to that already. There will be no XFL football ever again. Um, Stop. <laughs> but with that, uh, Kyle, I want to hear how your how you if if and how your life has changed without sports and how your life has changed as a result of the COVID nineteen going around and the the pandemic. Uh well with. With the coronavirus, so my kid's mom is a high school teacher, so I'm getting, um, I'm getting into ground zero on what it's like from a teacher's aspect, and she's not necessarily panicking, but she's not feeling too hot about it because she's got to stay home for a month, and she's still got to work. She's got to do all this online prep for online schooling. So the kids are still going to learn. They're just going to do it all online. Uh, but with, she's got to keep her six year old son at home because he can't go to school. So she's going to have to figure out how to keep an eye on him, keep him not bored because kids are going to go nuts, especially at that age. They're not going to want to stay home for a month. It's just, it's a nightmare for parents. And then on top of that, having to monitor an online curriculum, you know, that's kind of nuts. So I, I feel for teachers and I feel, I, I really feel for people that, um, are losing, you know, their normal routine with work because of the virus. It's gotta be tough. And, you know, I have to, you know, I'm working, a lot in the inner cities so I I just take natural precaution because I know it's just started to hit Milwaukee um, there's been a couple confirmed cases now in Milwaukee so I, I, I don't want to get it and I don't want to give it to my kid either um, so it's I'm not necessarily panicking but 
I'm definitely on guard and doing everything I can to prevent that coming into my home. As far as sports, it didn't really hit me until today because this is the weekend now. It's my first day, you know, off with dealing with this. And I was like flipping through the channels this morning and ESPN was running a 30 for 30 marathon, (laughs) which I mean, is cool for like a half hour. And I'm like, oh, okay. They were doing one on Christian Leitner. I was like, oh, this seems kind of legit. Like he was a bad boy. I don't know much about him. I'll watch this. And then I got bored like within minutes and then golf was on and I was like, Oh boy, this is really bad. A rerun of golf. Yeah. And then I was on Instagram <laughs> and I have, I have a friend in California and who's a Lakers fan. And I was immediately going to talk. She posted a picture and I was going to write something like go bucks or something. And I was like, wait, nothing's changed in a week. <laughs> so, so yeah, they still that, have the upper that, hand for now. <laughs> yeah. So that's, ir- that's irrelevant. And I shouldn't, really post that because that doesn't make any sense so yeah i'm missing bucks basketball the most um you know i i was tuning into spring training games and whatnot but you know for me spring training is spring training you know the bucks are just starting to get into the real serious part of the season towards the end getting gearing up for playoffs and man it just sucks and then on top of it I bought tickets this week for the AEW show, the wrestling show coming to Milwaukee on April 1st. And I was going to take my son and his brother. And I'm like, the day I got him, I was so stoked. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. The very next day they post that, they are rescheduling the show to late October, right before Halloween. And now I'm just crushed. Um, I was really looking forward to take the boys so they could experience that. But more importantly, I was pumped to see Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. And now I got to wait. So, I mean, the tickets are still good, and that's cool and all, but damn, you know? April Fools. Yeah! (laughs) Seriously! That sucks, yeah. Mother Nature just... No lube. Just fucked me raw. Yeah, it's it's a shame, and it's important to always remember this perspective that, yeah, I mean, not having sports is a first-world problem. I mean, it could be... It could be worse, but I mean, it, it's it's a thing that you know it's 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 our daily lives that are that are all being altered in little ways that are starting to grow a little bigger. Uh, Black Josh, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, what what is it like day three without sports, and what is it like? What how has your life changed with the recent uh, uh, COVID nineteen virus? Uh, I haven't really changed a whole lot, really. I mean, other than the fact that I got to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my kid for four weeks. Um, but I mean, she's thirteen, so she can. She's totally fine by herself, and I work nights anyway, so she's asleep when I'm at work. But uh, the sports thing, I mean, it's, I was just starting to get, you know, ramped up for baseball to start, and now I just lost all faith in that. 
other than that, I don't really care because I yeah. hate basketball and <laughs> I don't watch hockey. Uh, yeah. So that's about that. Yeah. Um, I, we can get we can get more into the the personal breakdown and the, and the worldwide aspect, but I do want to touch on the sports. We are a sports, we're primarily baseball show here at the Five Tool Podcast. So I want to get into the sports things, and then later on we can more touch on the effects. Uh, worldwide and and in our personal lives but i just wanted to get a little background on how everybody's doing at this point i'm glad to see that everybody's safe everyone i know is safe i don't know anyone personally with the virus but you know everyone i know is safe and i'm I'm thankful for that as of as of right now so in terms of baseball it's become evident that the mlb season will be pushed back much further than the initial uh, two-week move that was first uh you know, instituted by Rob Manfred. They initially said, you know, canceling spring training games and we're pushing it back two weeks. Well, that's not going to happen. As of Friday night, the MLB announced that players could return home or go to their team cities or stay at the spring training facilities, which makes it absolutely impossible for these players to be ready by April 9th. If, if they're putting everything on pause, there's no, there's no way in hell that they're going to come back April 9th prepared to play a, a full season of baseball. Um, some sources are saying May. I saw something from Ken Rosenthal just within the last two hours saying that it's likely going to be around June. Um, two Bleacher Report sources say Memorial Day. That ain't going to happen. And so I want to, I want to know what you guys think. How, what, what kind of baseball season are we going to see, if any? Is it going to be cut back to 130 games? Are we going to be seeing a World Series played in in January? I mean, what are we going to have Christmas Day baseball at Yankee Stadium for the World Series? What do you think? And I'm going to start with you, Paul. What kind of baseball season are we going to see this year, if any? Well, I, it kind of takes me back to when I lived in northwest Indiana and I was I was following the White Sox. And it was when, uh, you know, they had Carco Vice and the Big Hurt and they were first in their division. And, they, the, and, you know, baseball league went on strike, right? And it was like, oh, this sucks. What's going on? It's going to kill baseball. It kind of almost did kill baseball, but the way they handled it, and I think it's the right way to handle it is, you know, once they got the talks over with, they just shortened the season. And that's what I expect to happen. I think once the scare's over and, you know, I think a month from now they're going to test a vaccine. I think they're just trying to slow the trajectory of this thing, right? So they're trying to change the slope of the line of people impacted before they get a vaccine. Um, I, I think that's why there's so much hype and it's so urgent and everything's just closing. Kids are getting it and not even seeing symptoms and their carriers. And that's the big scare. The people that are, you know, probably at the most risk are uh, the elderly and, and people in ill health. So um, I think baseball, I think baseball is going to slow it down until the rest of the world, feels like we're, we've got this thing under control a little bit and then they'll probably shorten the season yeah i think you're right now now do you do you picture a shortened season with world series and postseason or not because i mean that 1994 season was was strike shortened but there was no world series and then 95 was shortened and then there was a world series which which way do you see it i mean probably with the with the postseason correct I think, yeah i think they'll do a postseason they'll shorten up the you know, getting to the best teams and they'll still do the uh, playoffs. I mean, it's also in the beginning, right? So it's easier to just make it not 162 game season. They can get to the top 
players or top teams and they can get them into a playoff. I mean, that's where the big cash is and that's where people start tuning in anyway. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it it'll probably be like 120, 130. I mean, come come June, it I mean, it could be it could be down to 100 games. I mean, it, it could be a really really short baseball season and unlike anything we've ever been used to seeing in terms of baseball. Killer Kyle, your thoughts on the baseball season? What's it going to look like this year? Uh, man, that's tough. I mean, I don't know. It's going to, it sounds like it's going to be a shortened season, right? Like that's going to be the deal. I don't think they can push back the calendar any further. It gets too cold. Um, but I mean, it looks like they will probably miss some time. I would think, you know, they're going to lose 20 games or so. Um, and that's hoping that, that the disease peaks sometime soon because the, the crazy thing of this is, with coronavirus, I think it's going to get worse. I, I don't think we've seen the worst of it yet. I think we've just started to see the beginning of the bad stuff. Um, and even though, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to, like, kill a ton of people, whatnot, it could get worse. And it could be that the numbers keep getting higher of, of cases and... You know, this could get the this the baseball season could get delayed a lot longer. So it's it's kind of hard to to say what's going to happen because it's so up in the air. We've never dealt with anything like this before. None of us have. No one. So you know, there's no protocol on how to deal with this, and in particular with the baseball world. It's just so hard to predict because we don't know what's what's gonna how this coronavirus thing is gonna play out. Right, right, yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think it's inevitable that we're gonna have a shortened season, um, and and like once once things do peak and then start to come back down to earth, uh, there's got to be a training period for these players. They're gonna have to do some sort of you know spring training, whether it's at home stadiums or not. Like you can't just you know, go from nothing back to to full on play with these pitchers' arms and with swinging, and you don't want to risk injury. And there's all sorts of different factors that come into this. Like, I mean, players typically do not get paid until opening, till around opening day, and after that. And so, when are these checks going to get paid out to players? And now that Trump declared the state of emergency on Friday, it gives Rob Manfred the power to suspend any checks from going out to players. He now has that that over overriding power over the finances of these major league and minor league baseball players. And the minor league baseball players are already paid a ridiculously low salary, especially when compared to these major league players. So what's going to happen to them? Like, they need, they depend on this money, the minor league players especially. They are not paid very handsomely. I think it's around $21,000 a year, which is, you know, lower than any of us make in our day jobs for sure. Um, Black Josh, your thoughts on the major league baseball season, what it's going to look like this year? Um... Yeah, I think it'll just end up being short. I don't know how short. You know, I you, nobody knows what's going to happen with this shit. I don't I don't think it's going to be around much longer. That's my opinion. 
everyone's entitled to their own wrong opinion, so that's okay. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll just end up having a short season, still have playoffs. You know, I don't know what they'll do for, you know, getting getting people back in or, you know, finishing the spring training games or whatever you want to say. Maybe they'll have just, like, some warm-up games or something. I don't right. know. I don't know how they'll handle that, but, yeah, it's hard to say. I just, I don't think this is going to last as long as people are saying. I think, honestly, come June, things will be right back to normal. Yeah, come. If even then. And when, when this all does, you know, come back, and when the baseball season comes back, be it in June or next season, whatever happens, it's going to be a triumphant return of baseball. And this is going to help Rod Manfred. I don't want to get too much into this, but it's going to help Rod Manfred in the sense that no one's going to give a shit about the Astros anymore after all this is said and done. People are forgetting about this now because yeah. it's not the big story. It's going to help Rob Manfred in terms of his, his time as commissioner, but how he handles this and how he handles baseball going forward, which I think baseball did drop the ball. They, they had a chance to be a pioneer on this whole thing, and we'll get into the NBA momentarily, but they had a chance to you know nip this in the bud and like be the leaders on this, and they chose to see what the other... A couple other leagues did first. Um, just a little background on what some other teams are doing at this point. So the Yankees team, the entire team, voted unanimously to stay at the Tampa Bay training facility to work out as a team. So they are kind of got that team solidarity, and they're going to stick together and work out and, and stay down there. They have the choice to go home if they want. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals, 10 to 15 players decided to stay in camp. The rest are kind of spreading out. Um, and so far in the in Major League Baseball, only one uh, COVID-19 test was given to a player. It was a Diamondbacks minor league player, and the results have yet to be made available to the public. So that's the only case in Major League Baseball that we know of so far where there's any even question about a player um, possibly having contracted the virus. Um, and I wonder how that's going to play out, and if anyone has any thoughts on this, I'd like to hear it. Um, if so, so the Yankees, for instance, they they're all staying there together as a team. What do you think of like would would a team be you know upset at these other players that are deciding to go home while the other ones stay to you know work in solidarity as a team, or is it kind of understood the situations that that's going on here? Because I mean, some of these players they're not gonna, they're not able to go to their home countries of you know like Puerto Rico and Venezuela and and Brazil. Um, is there going to be some animosity between these players, or is or is it kind of understood the the situation that they they just want to take their minds off of baseball and and you know just be safe somewhere? Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Um, I think I don't think there'll be any animosity at all. I think I think it's pretty well understood. Like you know what I mean? Right. I don't I don't think it's going to be a problem. And it is unfortunate unless like I don't I mean there's there 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 there's no flights going around right now like it's for instance my boss i work for habitat for humanity his son was in germany and they had to pay a pretty exorbitant fee to get him back to the country because there's not a lot of planes leaving from germany and now planes are basically shut off internationally international travel into the united states is pretty much shut off altogether so they had to pay an exorbitant fee it was in the couple couple thousand dollars just to get him a on a seat on a plane to come home and then when he gets home he has to be quarantined so my boss has to go live somewhere else while his son is at his house quarantining for 15 days and he's got to drop off food for his kid while he's living somewhere else just so he can remain, you know, staying at his job and living his daily life. I mean, this is 
crazy stuff. And like Kyle, like what you said, this is unlike anything we've ever seen um, in our lives. I know in World War II, baseball was able to continue, but there's guys who went to war, and then there was the Women's Baseball League and stuff. But this is even unlike that. It's I'm not saying it's worse or better, but it's it's just different on a pretty grand scale. Um, in terms of the NBA, I think the NBA has perhaps handled this the best. It seems like anytime there's a, not not something like this, but anytime there's a big controversy or something, the NBA, they seem to be a leader. And Adam Silver like seems to be a leader on these sorts of situations. Um, the, the second Rudy, Rudy Gobert be, tested positive, they shut everything down. The second there was a player, they shut everything down. And these other leagues could have been the leaders on this and said, like, look, we're taking a stand. We're going we're gonna to suspend operations for the safety of people. And even before that, the NBA was going to – they were already in talks of not having um, fans at their games in order to maintain player safety, while the Major League Baseball at that point was still having spring training games go on as normal. So everyone knows about the Rudy Gobert thing. He was making a big. He was making light of the situation. He was touching microphones. He was being ridiculous about this. And then Donovan Mitchell, who was a teammate of his, con- contracted uh, the COVID nineteen virus. Um, so I want to get everyone's thoughts on the NBA and how they're handling this and the Rudy Gobert situation. Starting with you, Paul Sipe. What do you think, NBA Rudy Gobert? I think they're just being conservative. It makes sense, right? Uh, this is short term kind of stuff it's not going to last i think all the sports will get through it you know baseball's not going to stop because we don't have a few games this is this is all i think it's over conservatism right there's a there's a comment you know there's a culture in in asia especially where you know they they overreact to things i think the pendulum is just swinging very far um is it Prudent? Maybe it is, right? Um, I, I don't think we're going to stop people from getting the virus. It's so prolific. Everyone's going to get it at some point. Again, I told you my my opinion earlier. They're just trying to slow the proliferation until they have a vaccine, and then people high risk can get that, and maybe we'll reduce the death rate. But I think you, I, Black, Josh, Killer Kyle, we're all going to somehow get exposed to this at some point. It's floating in the air. It's you know, look how you know people are walking through an airport and they're bringing it home, and it's it's in Milwaukee, it's in Madison. It's not we're not going to avoid it. I think it's all about just taking a conservative approach and not having everybody get it immediately before we can even react to it. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, whether or not we contract it, it it's it's still growing, and and like you mentioned, the point of the vaccines and stuff. It's 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 but it's a matter of time, and there's that time in between, and I don't think there's anything wrong with taking these big precautionary measures it may seem like panic and it may hurt the economy and all this stuff but it's better than death right (laughs) like that's that's my stance on it and we will get more into the personal stuff a little later um i want to get back to the nba mavericks owner mark cuban says he is making a plan to compensate all the lower rung employees so the day-to-day concessions guys the guys who are taking tickets they're going to be compensated for at to a certain degree, at American Airlines Center, um, the Cavs and Kevin Love. Kevin Love agreed to pay $100,000 of those salaries. The Hawks plan to pay hourly workers as well. Zion Williamson, a 19-year-old basketball player, who's a rookie in the NBA, said that he is going to pay staff salaries of the, what is that, Smoothie King Arena in New Orleans. 
um, for the next 30 days. This 19-year-old kid. Giannis is going to donate $100,000 to the Pfizer Forum workers. Uh, the Warriors are going to donate a million to their workers. That's another way that I think the NBA is taking a very big stance here. And the players, too, like, that's fucking great. If these, these players, the, uh, yeah, they're millionaires, but there's billionaires' owners who aren't are taking the stance and, you know, making, making the push to pay these people. I'm sure they will at some point, but it's just another instance where I think the NBA is being a leader in this situation and really taking the bull by the horns and showing that they care and that they're being proactive. Killer Kyle, your thoughts on the NBA and their reaction to the COVID-19 virus? So, yeah, it's... So, okay, so, like, you think of the world as a whole. Like, with this going on, you can you can take the stance in one of two ways. In one, you can try to be greedy and capitalize off of this, or you can give back and and help others um, in need without expecting anything in return. And really, the, that way is the class way. That's a classy thing to do. Another way is just downright selfish and, you know, borderline disgusting. So, oh, breaking news, hold on. Breaking news. All right, Paw Patrol is over. This is a big deal over here. Well, yeah, because uh, there's no sports right now. <laughs> They're not canceling so, Paw Patrol, are they? That'll be next. So, like, seeing, like, the, oh, my God. I'm talking. So, seeing... The, the players give back. That's really classy. You know what's not, though? Like, I know you guys are in these, like, um, buy, sell, and trade groups on Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, I have seen so many people, and they're being serious, too, um, t- posting, making posts selling toilet paper for six bucks a roll. I saw one post where a guy was charging six dollars toilet paper and he was dead serious and there were people actually asking if he still had some. And I, like really? I guess it, I know, you know what I'm doing tomorrow. Right, go go post your toilet paper. I like what the players are doing. It's a it's a class move. Um, they have the money to do it, and and it just shows that they have heart and that they're human and they have compassion and they understand, you know, that this is putting a lot of the a lot of people out of work that are there to help make their lives better on the court. Um, they don't have to do it. Nobody's nobody's in their ear telling them they have to give money back to these employees, they're, but they're just doing it. And it was nice to see because it, there's a domino effect. You know, Giannis on the Bucks was the first player to 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 donate money, and then after we got word that he did it, then there was this trickle down effect. Then Chris Middleton started said he was going to match it. The Bucks organization said they were going to match what the players donated 
and now the whole Bucks team, every single player has contributed to help pay the hourly wages for the employees out of work. And, you know, it's, it just, it's, there, it's nothing else, nothing short of a class move. And it's good to know that we live in a society where people are still like that. Don't be the guy, in all seriousness, don't be the guy trying to make money off your goddamn toilet paper. That's just stupid. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing that says Zion's not trying to build his brand either. I mean, you don't know what motivates these people to do that, right? Maybe they're doing it because they are we there? know they're going to be, you know, seen as a as a human great person but they might be just doing it for their brand well, that might be the case but the the bottom line is whether or not they're doing it for selfish reasons or not these are hourly employees that are losing their jobs for the time being and they should be compensated and i mean it should really be the billionaire owners paying them you know but yeah maybe zion's doing it for personal gain but the it's important that these people do get paid and anyone who loses their job as a result of this like it It'd be great if they could be helped out. It's the it's the right thing to do, whether or not it's for selfish reasons, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind of dirty if you're doing it just to build your brand, but I don't think Zion Williams he need needs any help building his brand at this point. He's. I don't think that's the case with him. Maybe yeah, maybe not him. Maybe Kevin Love. No, I don't know. I actually like Kevin Love. Well, he's stranded in Cleveland. I, I he needs all the help he can get. He True. just wants to. But in the in these in these tragic situations, I mean, we we saw it in nine eleven, like where we had this weird aura around the country where it was like people helping people, being patriotic, and you know, understanding the greater good for at least a, a short period of time. For once, you know, we're we're so used to this, the daily runaround of trying to trying to get ours and move on, and and it, it's nice it's nice when you see these stories these kind of feel-good stories in, in the wake of tragedy. You kind of see people's true colors, whether or not they're being gracious and courteous and kind and, and generous and charitable, or if they're being selfish and selling their toilet paper for six bucks a roll. It, it, it shows, like you said, Kyle, that there's still that air of... There's, there's still that, that, that group, group of people, be it small or not, that, that still shines brightest when times are darkest and we're at a time that yeah this there's not a lot of death going on as a result of this but there's a lot of day-to-day life changing for people and it could affect people in a really harsh way even if they don't contract the virus if they lose their job or if they're out of work and they have to find child care and all this stuff like i've seen also facebook posts of people saying hey if, if you guys need food like we'll donate food if you're out of work we, i've seen Facebook. I've seen a lot of those posts. Yeah, and there's like a, a a one that's just like a thread that's getting like sent around and around about like for childcare, like if you need any help with your children or like watching kids while you're at work, like we'll do it. And that's the fucking beacon that's shining through all this, you know, this dark madness, this confusion, this this crazy time that we're going through. It's it's so enlightening to see, and it it shows that there's still. That, that beating heart of the United States of America that's still there, and I'm, and I'm sure it's going around in other countries as well, that we still have that humanity alive and, and, and kicking. I want to go to you, Black, Black Josh, your thoughts on the players paying these, these staffers and anything about like the NBA and what, what they've done as a result of this. Um, as much as I don't like basketball as a sport, I, I like what they're, 
what these players are doing and you know I agree with you butcher I think it should be the owners who are doing this I think all the owners should do it but you know if they're not willing to do it it's nice that a player is stepping up and donating some of their money you know to help well the box ownership is doing it right and I'm sure they'll all I'm sure all 30 teams will end up doing it and it's going to start happening in baseball if there was an Astros player I think George Springer, I could be wrong about that one, but there is already some base, at least one baseball player that I've seen that's gonna, you know, take part in this as well. But go on, Black um, Yeah, that's. I mean, that was basically it. Yeah, I like I like what they're doing. You know, yeah. I hope more players or you know owners or whoever. I don't care who does it. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing it for selfish reasons, I I mean to be honest, I really don't give a shit. Yes. Yeah. Selfish or not, you're still helping people who who need it. You know what I mean? So how how is that really selfish? The paper, the toilet paper thing—that's fucking hundred percent selfish. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, as far as the the NBA shit goes, I don't think even if you're just doing it to build your brand, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still helping an entire community of people who need the help because now they've just officially lost their job for who knows how long. Yeah, and who knows how long is the biggest question about all this stuff. Um, I think we've, I know the three of, I think we've all kind of alluded to it that it's not over yet. And I, just the worldwide numbers right now, as of this was like six hours ago when I was looking it up, there's 1,000 or 155,205 total cases worldwide, 5,810 deaths, and 74,262 have recovered. In the U.S., that's 2,500 cases, 55 deaths, 49 recovered, and which leaves 2,395 active cases of the COVID-19 coronavirus. I have a question real quick. Sorry to interrupt. That's fine. Go ahead. What, what is the big deal about toilet paper? Why are people losing their minds over toilet paper? I don't know. I think because it's... if you end up getting quarantined in your house <coughs> for months on end because everything is shut down, so there's places in other countries and I, th- I think some of the other cities where they have completely shut down the grocery stores. So you cannot go to the grocery store right now. So if you can't go to the grocery store and you can't buy toilet paper, you're gonna want toilet paper because that's one of the last things you want to run out of. You know me, what? Me I, personally, I'll just I'll just take a shit and go hop right in the shower. Right. I don't care. <laughs> I was saying this uh, earlier to somebody. I think the next thing that's going to happen is out that what you guys are just alluding to. I think the grocery stores and convenience stores are all going to start shutting down for a period of time. I really believe that, and then then you're going to start seeing real hysteria. Okay. But the, but I think if if they do end up shutting down, it's going to be due to lack of product, because everyone's buying up everything. Yeah, but if you think about it, where as of right now, where is the most easiest place to catch germs? At Walmart, if you ask me. Probably because an airport. There. Yeah, airport. Uh, probably an airport. But those are already getting shut down. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, but interstate. But, I mean, yeah. the common folk doesn't isn't going to hang out in an airport. You, you know, like the 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 most common place for the average person is they're going to be at the grocery store, or at the Walmart, or Target, or wherever. They're going to be at these retail stores, 
And to me, that's where I think the most germs are going to be trapped. I was at Pick and Save earlier today, and they had three guys stationed at the cart rack, and they were just they just kept sanitizing shopping carts like that's that was their job that they just sanitized and sanitizing. Like that's I'm that's great. I'm glad they're doing that, but. It's yeah, open. but I think These it's stores are it, open to the public. Anybody can walk in, and not to mention the fact that anybody can walk in. How many people do you think are walking around right now that might have an illness and they just don't know that they have it's, it? It's where people gather. I mean, that's what they're closing down, right? They're closing down the schools because kids spend eight hours a day together in rooms. They're closing work. They're letting people work from home. I think when you talk about infrastructure and the needs, groceries, gas, um, water, those things, you know, yeah, you can get it there, but where you're getting it or, or where you're spending eight hours a day with a thousand people, right? Yeah, I agree 100%, Paul. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think there will be, I think it, I mean, if it gets worse, that that is a possibility that these convenience stores and stuff could shut down. We have an interesting problem in America where, like, we don't stockpile. I mean, they're, like... The, like, Piggly Wiggly stores, for instance, they get a new truck every day that drives it and, and restocks them. It's not like they have all this stock, you know, this back stock that's just waiting. And, like, even for the vaccines and stuff, they don't stockpile. They had a chance to make a coronavirus vaccine, I've heard, at, at one point, and, like, the Ebola and stuff. But we don't, we don't plan ahead for these sorts of things. The surgical masks, <laughs> there's going to be a, I mean, there's a shortage of surgical masks in these hospitals. It's... And yeah, the, the interesting thing is it takes around four to five days before any symptoms appear. So you could be walking around spreading these germs to your family, to your friends, to your acquaintances that you see on the street for four to five days before you show any symptoms. And there's no tests. Like, there's there's not enough tests to go around right now. So I think it's almost inevitable that this, like, Paul, you alluded to earlier, like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I don't know how much death that's is going to occur as a result, but it is going like it's it's likely to get worse, and this is going to continue. I think this is going to be a three or four month thing. Like I don't know if schools no. will be shut down that long, no. but it'll be a thing. Like it'll continue to go on. I believe for for I disagree an extended period. Of time. We don't know. Nobody yet. Nobody knows. Well, so far, like a lot of the people who have been predicting this have been right up to this point. I'm not saying that we should believe in, like, religion or anything, but a lot of the analysts have been correct. There's been people that are saying, like, by by summertime, like, or before summertime and springtime, that this is going to be to the point where it's at now. You know, and and not to mention that, but in the Bible, and I don't want to get spiritual or anything, or what was it, the Mayans? Some group predicted that, a, a plague type thing was going to happen to us in this century. It wasn't so, the Mayans then. I'm pretty sure it's the Mayans. No. Um. Yeah, they did. Pre- yes, I like how Paul is corresponding with me via message because I can't hear where he's. I haven't heard anything from Paul. Way to go, uh, Paul. Uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, they the Mayans. Yes, Paul. They did predict the end of the world. But there was more to it than that. They had made a bunch of predictions about all sorts of things. Somebody had predicted that a plague was going to, a new plague was going to come to the world at some point. So, like. Every four years. Nostradamus, yeah. 
It's somebody, man. I don't know, but it's it's here. I mean, this is real. This is something out of a fucking Stephen King book, man. Like, it's crazy. Paul, I want to get your thoughts. Like, I, I know you kind of mentioned it before, like, you, kind of your prediction and how you feel this is going to go, but I kind of want you to reiterate and give us a little more more detail and depth as to your thoughts how the next few months are going to play out. I, I think people just have to do what they feel comfortable with. I mean, that's the only thing. You guys are talking about are baseball players going to be mad at their, uh, you know, co co players that are want to go home i think it's based on their situation what's best for them what they think is best for their family this this will pass i and we're getting to the end here i just want to tell you guys i love you guys i listen to every show i look forward to it twice a week and i it's great for my commute from west bend to milwaukee it's an hour and i i listen to this it is a treat every time uh black joss is always good killer kyle's always a maniac and you know, Butcher, we've been friends for a while, and uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks. we still got 10 minutes if you don't mind staying with us. Well, hell yeah, I'll stay. <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, like, no matter how this, this plays out, we will get through it. Hopefully not. A, there's not a huge death toll as a result of this. But my... Something that kind of worries me is, like, we, we're starting to see these super bugs go around. And I know Josh alluded to every four years it seemed like there's another bug or some sort of disease or illness that goes around. But what what if this is a thing where, like, every, you know, ten years or so there's another, like, plague or pandemic that goes around? It seems like, I mean, we can't control Mother Nature. And I, I hate to put it this put it this way, but, I mean, like, you go to... Like in China, there's these markets where they sell any kind of roadkill, any kind of meat, and that's that's where they say this this originated. They said it was some sort of some sort of anteater that was like eat, it was an ant, a disease in anteaters, and that it was probably consumed by humans, and it began spreading to this point. But like, what what does the world look like if that's if this is a thing that continues and that we keep continuing to see every four years or so? I'll start with you, Paul. I. You know, man, I've got a lot of experience with some of this stuff, but go back and just keep going back. There's been more diseases. We we put lead paint on our walls and on our bridges, and we killed ourselves with cancer. We Agent Orange the fuck out of people in Asia over in Vietnam, and the you know our military came back and had diseases and died early with all kinds of crazy shit. Man is going to make mistakes and is going to introduce crazy shit into this world, right? It happens. Uh, you know, we had pesticides until we find out that they, you know, people have kids with with uh, no arms and no legs, and then we're like, don't use that pesticide anymore. Um, we're messing with the food supply, right? We're doing GMO. We're making corn with higher yield and bigger ears and more ears per stock. Um, we're part of the problem, right? Just... Natural progress of mankind is going to experiment and mess with nature and create shit that's going to hurt ourselves. We just have to try to hope we do it in a way that doesn't make it catastrophic. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, in in the name of progress, there's always you know speed bumps along the way. I hate to put it so lightly in the, in the words of, in the term of speed bumps, but that's just that's just how it is. I mean, in the name of progress, there. Mother Nature will continue to do its thing. There is a thing that I believe in that's natural population control. I don't think that we'll ever have a population over nine million. There will always be some or nine billion. There will always be something that comes 
in the way Mother Nature will will <laughs> clean us. We are a sports show, and we're getting pretty deep here, but I like where this is going. Kyle, your thoughts on on mankind as a whole and how we, how we deal with this this sort of thing and if there's super bugs along the way and, and your, kind of your closing thoughts on this whole pandemic so we can get back oh, to sports next show. I love how you were talking about like Mother Nature and you had to correct yourself. That was funny. I don't know. I, there's, hey, like, there's no rhyme or reason to anything of this nature that happens like this is just this is just the world like this is this is life like this stuff happens and you know this is not the first time in in you know the history of civilization that you know a a virus or a plague just came through and you know it's it's happened uh it's happened before it'll happen again you know I, i don't know you know, the only thing we can do is, as people, is be prepared. You know, study up on this stuff. Do your research. Don't buy into the hype of social media because a lot of the people that post stuff are clowns and they don't know what they're talking about. Um, do do your real research. Trust, trust the doctors. Trust the PhDs out there. Trust you know, the, the people that have the real knowledge, prepare yourself, know what you're dealing with and, and just live your life because that's all we can do. You know, um, if you got kids, take care of your kids. You know, if, if you don't, you know, take care of yourself, enjoy your hobbies, things, just live life. That's, Life is precious. This is another example of that. We've unfortunately seen a lot of it with Kobe Bryant and that plane crash earlier this year. And, you know, tragedy happens all the time. Um, Just, you know, I I try to live my mindset that life is too short. My parents both died of cancer at a really young age. So, like, you know, I, I understand that more than anybody that, life is a gift and it's precious and you got to take care of it and just enjoy it while we're here you know exactly exactly well put kyle well put paul black josh kind of want to get your final thoughts on this so hopefully next episode we can get back to talking sports in a new i guess a new format for the time being so i've been reading this article while you guys were talking about uh just the whole just all the information about the virus more or less and I mean, it's more or less saying that it's about the same death rate as a severe flu, but less than the SARS, if you guys remember that, yeah. from a couple of years ago, which originated in uh, uh, somewhere, I don't know. Was that Indonesia? No, I think, it was a, I think it was another China thing. Yeah, that was a... It was, it's also known as the severe, severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, which also originated in China. That killed about 774 people, give or take, and 8,000 people got sick from it. Um, so it's saying it's less, less deathly than that, but slightly more deathly than the normal flu, or a severe flu, as right. they were calling it. Um, yeah, they're saying it started from animals, probably bats or something like that. 
There was one in uh, the Middle East that originated from camels. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's basically saying just protect yourself and, you know, shit like that. You're not, yeah, I, it's saying warm weather does uh, inhibit influenza and milder coronaviruses. So, you know, maybe once it gets warmer, this shit's going to go away, like I had said before to you, Butcher. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing saying that it's for sure going to happen that way. But I think I think warmer weather will help slow this down a lot, in my opinion. So, other than that, I mean, I'm not I'm not real freaking out. I'll freak out once once Quick Trip closes. <laughs> then right. I'll then I'll start freaking that, out. That that yeah, that would be a sign of the times if Quick Trip were to close. Yeah, all in all, like like Killer Kyle said, man, we, we just got to live our lives the best we can, protect ourselves. Protect our families, be educated, but yeah, but most of all, live our lives and take care of the people around us. It's it's our duty as human beings to do that. It's it's what makes the human race so special. Is our way to our ways to communicate and to grow and evolve and and help one another out and and be empathetic. That's one thing that the human race has that you know not every animal on this earth has is that that empathy emotion that. That's so important. We got to take care of each other, no matter what, and help each other out. It's 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 hugely important. We don't have sports right now, and that sucks. And it's different, and it's weird, and we have to adjust. But that's just the way it is. And we'll do that here at the Five Tool Podcast. We're going to continue to record every Wednesday and Saturday. Um, we may have hosts popping in and out. We may have guests popping in and out, and we we'll touch on this from time to time. But I wanted to do a show on this and to give everybody like a state of how we're doing, but I would like to get back to doing a sports show and a baseball show very soon, even if the season's not here. So that's we'll get of, creative. We're going to get creative. We're going to have new fun topics. We'll have some new fun segments. Like I said at the beginning of the year, this is going to be a brand new five tool for the year, and God damn it, I guess it's going to be a much, much different five tool than even I anticipated or any of us did. So, um, with that. Yeah, you guys sound like you have a lot more fun when you don't invite me on. This is like the morbidity show. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. <laughs> We're happy to have you either way. Yeah, we we'll, we'll have you on more. We'll we'll do some fun stuff. But man, it it's an interesting time, and I wanted to get everybody's take on it because I mean, I like I, I like to get the personality of us hosts on this show as much as we can because we're humans too, and we we like talking sports, but we have our own lives outside of the, the baseball world too. So. Um, with that, I won't do my number five today. I, I, we're, we're, we're pretty much out of time. Number five will come next show if we got time for it. Eventually, I'll get my whole top ten list done before, <laughs> the, before the season starts. I got a little extension here. Yeah, so definitely got an extension. <laughs> but with that... Friends, say bye to everybody. Come on, Silas is going to say goodbye. All right, Silas. You got bye. The... bye, we love you. See you later. Yeah, that's right. Silas, we're out. Black Josh, we're out. Killer Kyle, Paul Sipe, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. Stay on the line after I stop this show. We'd love to talk to you some more. And Seamus, he's getting drunk, like I said. He's he's kind of a weirdo. We love him, though. And we hope he's safe. We hope you and all your family is safe out there. And we hope you got enough toilet paper. And with that, Five Tool Podcast, we're out. And don't widen the plate.